1: Here's your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulet. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Teladabs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boulet, as always. And in theme on this show, much like the avalanche, we are going to be pushing through some stuff ourselves because we're finally switching roles. You are the one pushing through an illness this time instead of me the last four times.
0: I know, man. I I caught whatever's been going around a little bit, so I'm trooping through. So if you hear me sound a little nasally or congested, uh, I'm I'm battling through it. I'm hockey tough, and uh, I'm here to talk some abs hockey.
1: Yeah, well... The game against the St. Louis Blues on Monday night certainly made me feel pretty sick as well. That was a, a tough loss to stomach. The Avalanche lose 3-2 to two to the St. Louis Blues. Do you do you want to just talk about the elephant in the room right away? Like, why waste any time? the The Avalanche have a 6-on-3 empty net situation down by a goal. They get the first power play, then a delay of game, but giving them a 5-on-3, they empty the net. And have a six on three. I don't know if I've ever seen that. I at least cannot recall. Can you?
0: No, I can't recall it either. It was, it was like one of those things that we're going to look back on in hockey and be like, remember when we had a six on three and didn't score? <laughs>
1: like, and they didn't really come super close either. Yeah.
0: Our, our biggest chance came when it was five on three. So right. it was, it yeah. was strange. Uh, you kind of got gifted. I mean, the first penalty was a penalty on, was it Falk who took that penalty on Manson?
1: I believe so. Yes. Falk trips Manson and then you get Pavel Bushnevich and the delay of game, which is just you could try to do that a million times and never be able to do it the way he did. He, He wasn't even the one who flipped the puck. He like hit the puck trying to knock it down and somehow knocked it into the crowd like just total freak shit.
0: Yeah, it was it was very strange. And I was like, wow, we hadn't gotten any bounces this entire game and we finally got one. And we just didn't capitalize on it. it. It was it was weird. I think the best chance came. It was Kale McCarr on a slap shot uh, on a beautiful pass from McKinnon. But other than that, for how long? They had the full two minutes, basically.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, it was like a minute and 57 seconds, basically, yeah. of power play time. And I think almost like 30 seconds of that was five on four. And then the rest was five on three. Yep. And then yep. – they poll Georgiev for the empty net, six on three, guaranteed goal, right? You have double their players. They never really got close, which brings up the question that a lot of people, myself included, asking after the game is, would it have been better just to go five on three at that point and just have more room?
0: Yeah, I definitely think it would have been. I get why you poll. Um, and put another guy out there, but it's just clogging up the ice at that point. Uh, I, I just, it's for the way that a five on three operates and the way that the defense is structured, there's just nine, like seven bodies in front of the net. It's just, you're going to get no space. There's no way to make any passes down low. I think if you keep it a five on three, they have to be a little bit more, the defense has to honor, um, the guys in the corner a little bit more than when it's a six on three and you got a guy just stationed up front. I think we had two, I think it was lucky and new hook got towards the front of the net.
1: Yeah. Um, and they, they brought new on as the sixth guy. I mean, I really think in theory, you, you just pull the goalie and just have double the guys. I don't agree with stacking the front of the net like that. Cause yeah. it just seemed like the thing, what the, my problem with this was, is that it was really easy to tell what we were going to do. Yeah. it was, Kale McCarr has the puck, Nathan McKinnon's over there, and you might as well have just had Alan Roach go on the PA and be like, he's passing it to McKinnon. He's going to do it, and it's coming right now. You have double their players. You have six people, and you're only using two. And I get they're dangerous, and it's a dangerous play, but Jordan Bennington made a very nice save on Nathan McKinnon, because it was very obvious what was going to happen, he simply just slid over and made the save. And then they just kept trying to do it over and over again. You had Miko Rantanen just kind of sitting on the side of the net. You had yeah. Mikko just kind of chilling net front, which I mean, on paper sounds like a good idea. I'm going to give him a break because I bet this has literally never been practiced. This Correct. Is, that, that was, was getting, the point I was going to yeah, make. Like, this there's is no way you're
0: practicing six on threes.
1: Right. There's this no was. Way. This was literally just making this up on the fly, which again brings up the question: Do you even bother with the six guy at that point if you don't know what to do?
0: Yeah, I would have almost just had like you, like, I don't know, like it, I think keeping Yorgyf and Net is a better. I obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. Like we we, we should have kept the the guy in there, but. I'm going to give them a break because there's no way you script that situation ever happening. Like You script a six on four, you you, you script that type of situation, but a five on three that turns into a six on three, there's no chance that's even in like Jared Bednar is one of the most prepared coaches in the NHL. There's no way they're practicing that much. I bet they probably practice it like once in training camp. And they're like, this is probably never going to happen.
1: Honestly, I don't think they've ever practiced this. If they practice this, they probably practice it as 12 year olds for fun in practice one day.
0: Yeah. It, it's almost like a beer league where like the other team only has three people show up. It's a like, drill.
1: It's a, drill. Right. It's, a yeah. it's a, it's a drill basically for the defense. This is not a power play drill. This yeah. is a, this is a five on three or six on three drill just to practice the triangle, which is basically what the blues had to do here. But with the benefit of hindsight, yep. I personally, I think I still would have pulled Giorgio just be because I mean, if you could take it, you're doubling, yeah, you can it take it, players. but instead of new hook, I probably would have put Taze out there or just just to give yourself that extra passing option, that extra threat stack guys in in a triangle of your own on the perimeter have Rantanen in in that bumper slot and have Lekkanen maybe in the middle, just, just standing in front of Jordan Bennington at all times. But well, you even saw it because when the puck left the zone, I think with like 20 seconds left, there was no one at the
0: point. And McKinnon exactly. thought someone was going to be at the point and there was no one at the point. So I agree. Like if you put Taves out there, you probably have uh, a better opportunity uh, to have someone up at that point. Cause Taves isn't going to cheat down. Taves is pretty stay home home. Um, but it, it was just, it, it didn't look like they had practiced it. It was a really tough situation. Um, I really honestly think that giving up that delay a game actually benefited the blues in the long run because they just, they, they could really just stand in front of Bennington and just be like, nope, there's going to be no cross-creeps cross passes. There's going to be nothing. You're just going to stay to the outside. And I also think a little bit of the abs. I thought the abs were looking for the perfect play, and they weren't looking for uh, just I, shots and chaos.
1: I also think the thing was they were not only looking for the perfect play. They were looking for the exact perfect version of the same play. McCarr yeah. to McKinnon. The only way you were going to beat Bennington with that was to literally do it perfectly with a Absolutely perfect shot because he knew it was coming, yeah. which exactly why I think you should have had Taze out there and have Ranton in more of a passing position. So you're actually using your guys instead of just two of them because I felt like it just defeated the entire purpose of having the extra guy.
0: Yeah, it, it was definitely weird. Uh, it was a very anticlimactic to, ending to a game that I thought was a really fucking good game of hockey. Um, I'm going to get this out of the way because I'm going to feel gross doing it, but I thought Jordan Bennington played a fantastic game.
1: You, uh, you, you got to give credit where it's due as yeah. much, as much as a whiny man child as Jordan Bennington is easily my least favorite player in the league. And it's not close anymore. I'm firmly made up my mind on that. The guy shows up against the abs. Most of the time, there are some games the abs just randomly destroy him, but most of the time you can bet money on Jordan Bennington showing up in this game. He makes 45 saves. Yeah. 45 saves. That's
0: why I'm not freaking out, man. Like, that loss sucks. But I thought the Avs played well in that game.
1: I I really thought offensively they played really well. I thought the Avs played well, but this is really where you could see we are missing seven people. Yeah. And the Blues, we talked about this a little last episode, finally got some momentum in their favor. They snuck by the Sharks. They beat Vegas. And I was a little worried they were getting some positive feelings their way. I felt fine during most of this game, and I agree that the Abs did not play poorly. But it just looked like we're missing a ton of guys. The Blues are finally starting to feel good, and Jordan Bennington made forty-five saves, and Georgia was fantastic, except for one play.
0: One play, and I mean even the even that goalie gave up that gave the Blues the lead. I, that's another play that if you tried that another hundred times, I think 99 times it saved. Yeah, like it's saved. Like He was in good position on that play. It just snuck between that little gap between his pad and his skate and it went in the net. Like I, I think that was just, I mean, that was a lucky goal.
1: Yeah, and- bad luck. And Jordan Bennington did not have any bad luck in this game. And then you go, it's a one goal game at the very end of it. That's the difference.
0: And it, it, like I said, like I really thought the Avs played pretty well considering all the pieces that were out. I thought they probably played a little bit better than they did against Carolina. Um, it's just some nights you run into a hot goaltender, and you're going to lose. It's not like the Avs were competitive and getting outskated the whole game. I thought they thought they were moving the puck well offensively. Miko and Mac had another good game. I thought Kale McCarr was good. It was just one of those games where no matter how hard you try, it, it took two perfect shots to beat Jordan Bennington in yeah. this game. The 2%. shots
1: the shots that beat Jordan Bennington were absolute lasers from Ranton and Lekkinen in this game. Like there's not a goalie on earth who's stopping those shots. No. And they were
0: perfect shots. I I it, like I said, it pains me to say it, but Jordan Bennington played a hell of a game. Probably his best game of the season so far. And you better believe the next game they play, which I think is today, by the time you're listening, he is going to suck. Like, oh he, he's gonna not be very as good. So
1: Well that well, that was just, a Stanley Cup right there. Yeah, he's a bitter, vindictive little man. So yeah, he's just gonna take the rest of the season off.
0: Yeah, so I mean that that sucked, but I I really didn't hate the way the Abs played. Um, I thought Georgiev was rock solid again. He made a couple big saves early in the game, and honestly, the two goals that beat him too were almost like, like that breakaway. I don't know what happened on the coverage there for. I think it was Robert Thomas. I think McKinnon had him, and he just burst down the slot, and the. didn't even really beat him it hit the elbow
1: yeah he he hit the post and then it hit Georgiev in the back he's trying to recover he backs it into his own cage like just total freak thing but you can't blame him for that because it was a breakaway and it was McKinnon who was trying to cover him but there was a defenseman who was just way cheating in his zone. And I want to say it was Josh Manson but this game was over 24 hours ago and my memory is not totally (laughs) serving me correctly but I feel like most of the time it is Josh Manson doing that. Am I crazy? Was it Manson? Yeah, I, I don't think you're crazy. I can't remember either,
0: but I, I think what we've talked about with Josh Manson before is he's really thrived in the av system where they tell their defensemen to go and jump up in the play, but he doesn't have the recovery speed that like a Kale McCard, Devon Taves or Bo Byram have. And if he reads the play wrong, he can't get back in time. Um, And we know this with Josh Manson. He's a great fourth, fifth defenseman. If you're asking him to play like big top four minutes to be your number three, you're going to struggle a little bit. And that's Josh Manson knows his role and he's trying to make plays. So I, I really don't hold anything against him because the defense for this team is the driving factor for what makes this team click. And he's just trying to make a play. Um, But yeah, there, there have been a couple times in the past couple games where I think Josh Manson has been a little too aggressive, but this was just like, it was a beautiful shot by Robert Thomas. I mean, we, we talked about the blues, how they've had slow starts from like big star players. Robert Thomas has been slow. Your main guy, Jordan Cairo has been, uh, has been really quiet. And I thought he had his best game of the season of the very few games I've watched of the blues, um, And the Blues' best players played like their best players, and when the Avs are this banged up, the talent gap between the Blues and the Avs is not as big as it usually is.
1: Yeah, because the Avs' stars in this game I still thought were absolutely dominant. Nathan McKinnon was a monster in this game. Miko Rantanen is the hottest player in the league right now, figuratively and literally. (laughs) But there is no one scoring like Miko Rantanen right now. And like, just look at who had the points in this game. Rantanen had the goal assisted by McKinnon and McCarr. And then the power play goal, Lekkinen from Rantanen and McCarr. That's where this team is at right now. Because my God, like, even Martin Kaut, I know he finished the game, but there was a point in time where he was going back to the locker room in the third period after a hit. And that like we talked about Bowers being out forever. It's like our depth guys are getting hurt now. It's getting a little crazy.
0: It's getting a little crazy, but I I usually in circumstances where we lose to the blues, I'd freak out. But this was just not one of those games. I thought the Avs played well. They made a couple mistakes, but that's gonna happen in any game. And you just didn't have the the puck luck tonight. More two nights ago by the time you're listening to this. Um like I so said the stars played well. Um, I'm hopeful that maybe we'll see Sam Gerard on Thursday against the hurricanes. Cause we, we, we need him. I, I think what this injury has proved is that Sam Gerard is a lot more valuable to this team than we give him credit for, uh, because his, his puck moving skills, his speed, his defensive reads, while he may not be the biggest, he's just a good defenseman. And it's nothing against, uh, England. I thought England actually was pretty good. against. I, th-
1: I thought Andre's England was good in this game. Yeah, he
0: was solid. He was getting more minutes than I thought he would. Um, I honestly thought he was a little bit better than Jacob McDonald, honestly, in this game. Uh it was a couple of times I, I looked I like McDonald
1: it, too in this game. I thought yeah. McDonald was pretty solid as well. I yeah. mean, but when you have Kale McCarr playing twenty-nine minutes, yeah. Like you Well, it's exactly you, what we predicted was gonna happen when these injuries yeah. piled
0: up in the defense. It's gonna be Kale McCarr and uh Devon Taves have to pick up an extra four minutes a night, and that bumps them up from their twenty-five to twenty-nine. Yeah. So okay. um it's uh it's definitely going to be very uh interesting to see how they play this out because you don't want to burn Kale McCarr and Devontaes out. I don't think those two are capable of being burned out, but we're talking we're game 16 into the season and they're already playing 29 minutes. I don't know if that's uh if that can be sustained throughout the whole season. But like you said, hopefully a lot of those guys were getting back here in the next couple of weeks and they can go back down to 25, 26 minutes a game.
1: Yeah, I mean, you'd certainly hope so. Like I said, McCarr played 29 minutes. Taze played 26 minutes. No other defenseman played over 20. The next closest was Eric Johnson with 18. McDonald played 13. Manson played 15. And England played 10.
0: Yeah, which I think England was probably expecting to only play like eight in this game. And he was jumping... My favorite thing that they said about him, I talked about a little bit earlier, is they're like, yeah, he's a true stay-at-home defenseman. I think he was jumping up in the play more than his partner for a lot of that game. Um and yeah, I mean, he was good. The whole D was pretty solid, I thought. Um, there were a couple D D zone lapses. Uh, but overall I thought that the I thought the D played well considering all the pieces that are out.
1: Yeah. And, and when you really look at this game, it was you ran to a hot goalie in Bennington tonight. A lot of puck luck for the blues in this game and a ton of injuries. Like over the course of an eighty-two game season. These are just the ones that end up in the loss column every now and again. When you look at it, it's it's not a big deal. There's no real fundamental issue with this team that was revealed in the loss or anything like that. No big defensive flaws. I mean, you had a a bad read on the Thomas goal that gave up a lot of momentum. The Brandon Saad goal, like that's that's just oh, bad. Luck.
0: That's 99 just out fun. of 100 times, that's not going in.
1: Right, that's just that's just bad luck. It takes a freak bounce off of Kale McCarr, Georgiev's not expecting it, and still just barely goes over the line. Yeah. And then you have the the Cairo goal, 13 seconds into the third period. See, I I was pissed at that goal when it happened. Then I watched the replay because at first I was like, D- Devon, where are you going, man? Jordan Cairo is so fast. When that guy gets ahead of steam, like he was already behind everyone before they even knew he was there. Like that's just yeah. the that's just to fuck, like, what do we do about that?
0: It was a perfectly scripted play coming out of the coming out of the intermission. Like, you know, they drew that up
1: beforehand. Um, and
0: I mean, the penalty that led up to that, that was the most phantom interference call I've ever seen in my life. It's a fairy tale.
1: Uh, it was a fairy tale penalty. It did yeah. not happen.
0: And for those who didn't watch, Miko gets called. The Avs have an offensive zone draw with four seconds left thinking, maybe we can get a little something going. And Miko gets called for probably like, the weirdest interference call you're ever going to see, like that play happens a hundred times in a game and it never gets called.
1: Right. Because it but, looked from what it looked like to me, it looked like Barbashev was already like starting to stumble and fall. And Ranston's just going through his path. He didn't even really hit him that hard. He just no. like, dude, move. And they called him for interference with two seconds left in the yep. period in their own zone. Like it just was... genuinely bizarre call.
0: I mean, it has to be, you had to think it was game management at that point. Cause the Abs had two power plays. The blues had one and I, I don't think they wanted to call any more penalties the rest of that game, but the abs are just so fast that they draw a lot of penalties and you know, it probably killed the refs that they had to call that blatant trip at the end of the game on folk. Like they did not want to inject no. themselves in the game. And then even that five on three, like that's, that's a classic delay game. Do I agree with the delay game penalty? No, I think it's the stupidest fucking penalty. in. especially
1: especially in an instance like that, where he's not, he's not even shooting the puck. Like he's trying to bat it out of the air and just pure dumb luck.
0: Yeah. Like the, the I've hated that rule ever since it's been in effect. I think it's the stupidest rule. Um, because it's just like, they're not like intentionally trying to throw the puck out of the, out of the arena. Um, I've never liked that rule. I mean, it benefited the abs in this situation, but I still think it's like, well, in in theory, it benefited the abs.
1: It almost, it could have potentially benefited the abs.
0: Yeah, but we didn't capitalize on, but that's the thing. I just, I hate that penalty call um, so much, so very much. Like, I love how the the NHL, they'll let that play happen, but when the goalie intentionally knocks the, like when he's going post to post and he knocks the uh, net off its moorings, that's not a penalty. Like that—that that to me is delay a game.
1: Yeah. Well, it's te- if if the goalie turns around and throws it off, yeah, it's delay a game. But not when they do. I don't know. It's it like it has to sense. be intentional. Because I remember Henrik Lundqvist did it. Like yeah, about, drew like, a PK or some shit like that. Yeah, like a like half decade ago against the Penguins, where he just stared the refs down, turned around and just flipped the net like it was a fucking table. Yeah. I was. So funny, but
0: and then you have guys like Andre Vasilevsky, who was in the stand up final skate broke like every five seconds. So it was like, it was like that to me is delay a game more than fucking the puck going out of play. But
1: I mean, I get, I get there needs to be some kind of deterrent to just throwing the puck out of play. But even we've had this conversation before on the show, even before this rule was implemented, it's not like people did that. Mm. It's not like it was a thing that really needed to be stopped. I get why the rule exists. I just don't think it really needs to be a penalty. Why
0: don't they just make the boards the same size all the way around?
1: I don't know. It's probably because like the game's harder to see through the glass and everything. Or I'm sure there's like a million
0: probably something, reasons. but I feel like this problem could be solved if you just had the glass the same level as yes. the entire way around the arena.
1: Christian, um, my friend, we are talking about the NHL. I they know. Do not, they do not solve problems. No. They, they only create them.
0: Yes, you are correct there.
1: But we not, we can't even have international hockey. We're, they're not solving the glass anytime. Soon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're dumb. I mean, we, we can talk about that a little bit later because, yeah, that's just the stupidest thing that we're, we still have not seen a guy like Connor McDavid play in the Olympics, which is just,
1: yeah. Absurd. The last time we saw Connor McDavid international play was on Team North America yeah. in 2016. And we, that's the last time. yeah, the last and time. He's and the greatest good-
0: player since Wayne Gretzky.
1: <laughs> yeah. And we will not see him play for Team Canada or play at all outside of an Edmonton Oilers uniform until 2026, potentially. Potentially, because you know what happens a year after that—the I believe—is the union contract expires. Oh, rock out time, baby! Yeah. No fucking World Cup. So I hope you guys aren't getting your hopes up for that because that shit's not happening. No, but getting exactly. back on track to the game.
0: Where where are the Winter Olympics in 2026? Is it Be- is it? It's not
1: Beijing, is it? It was just Beijing, wasn't it? I don't rightly know. I'm gonna look that
0: up. You, you, you. I am
1: already it. looking it up. Oh, so. okay. I don't rightly know, but I should know okay. it off the top of my head. They, where it? They're not saying where it is. Oh, it's in Italy.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Italy's chill. They, yeah. they got no human rights violations going on there that we know of, so we should that, be good. that we that we
1: know of that could that we know me. of. But,
0: that's true. So I mean, maybe we'll see him there. That's gonna be cool, but. Yeah, I mean, the NHL just – they say they want to grow the sport, but then they won't do simple shit like that.
1: Yeah, we, we can't figure – I mean, it, well, let's save this. It, yeah. it, this is a whole can of worms that goes well beyond Gary Bettman's incompetence. So just getting back on track to the game itself nothing's wrong with the abs. This is just a loss that just kind of stings because it's the blues and it sucks to lose to the blues. And you had a six on three and they get to parade around. We killed a six on three. When in reality, we just kind of threw the puck around we killed it
0: ourselves. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like we really, like we really did not try all that hard to score when we actually had three extra guys outside of running the same play over and over. We had the one chance on the five on three with Kale McCarr, but You play that game with a healthy abs team and the same Jordan Bennington, the abs win that game nine times out of 10.
0: Yes. Yes. I, I am not going to come on here and panic or do anything like that. They're coming off a four game win streak. This team is as banged up as hopefully it's going to be for the rest of the year. And every day you're getting closer to getting Val back. You're getting closer to getting Landy back. Um, Who knows what's going on with Helm? Like maybe we won't see him until the playoffs. Who knows? I mean, he's who knows, but you're going without Byram. You're going without Gerard. Like th- they were missing so many significant pieces that um, I, I just don't even, I, I'm not even worrying about this. We're still tied for first in the division. Cause I believe the Jets and star. No, the stars took a point lead cause they lost in overtime tonight.
1: Yeah. They took, oh. it- I haven't actually looked at the standings in a minute, but yeah. we're so, moving. There's really just not anything to be overly concerned about no. at the moment. Like there's just, uh, even when you have a loss like this to a rival, which sucks, I mean, it sucks in the moment, but you give it a day. It's like, well, it doesn't change anything. No, We're no. still fine. Like even if we lose to the hurricanes in a couple of days, we still beat them once and yeah. you go to their building and lose like, okay, well not a huge deal. You're fine.
0: Yeah. I just, I'm not freaking out because this team showed me that they can, they can compete with all these injuries and you're talking about guys like JT Comfort and Logan O'Connor playing significant minutes. And they're still, I mean, honestly, JT Comfer, Logan O'Connor, and Andrew Cagliano has been a fucking awesome line. They, Logan
1: O'Connor is a spark plug. I love this yeah. kid so much.
0: And he's, I'm hoping he can continue this throughout the year and his role doesn't get diminished too much. But him, Comfer, and Cagliano have been fantastic together. I think Comfer has been He's not scoring, but I think he's noticeable
1: out there. Yeah, like um, he's he's getting close, and he's being effective on the ice, even if correct. he's not scoring a bunch of goals. Like him, Cagliano, and Logan O'Connor were a genuine threat against the Blues. Yes. Like when you didn't have the big guns out there with Leckin and McKinnon, and Rantanen, they were the depth line that was running the show and giving the Blues a ton of fits, especially when it was still scoreless.
0: Yeah, especially when it was still
1: scoreless. And
0: then you had a guy like Dryden Hunt who – That poor guy, man. He just wants to score so bad. (laughs) He missed two wide open nets. The first one, I'm not going to blame him too much because he did get hooked like no fucking other, and he missed a – it was a tough angle. The second one, again, Bennington makes the save. I think if uh, Hunt shoots that nine more times, it goes in nine times out of ten.
1: I don't even really – like people are like, oh, wow, what a Bennington save. Like Hunt just flubbed it. Like yeah. he, he totally flubbed that, it didn't leave the ice. He took an extra second to line it up and just missing one open net is a tough break. Missing two, like that's absolutely brutal. Yeah. It's been a I, one goal game.
0: I that felt bad for the guy, man, because he, he played well. I mean, he got bumped up to the second line and was playing pretty yeah. well. Um, He's going to score here pretty soon. I'm, I'm pretty excited about him. He's been a good addition to the team. Um. The other big story in this game is Alex Newhook got benched. Um, And what Bednar said afterwards was he's not playing up to the standard I set for him. And I may not agree with it because I think he's still a young player and he's going to go through growing pains. But if Bednar says you're not playing up to standards, you got to set that standard for the rest of your team. Like, hey, this isn't going to fly. You guys need to play this way. And I think Newhook's going to be better for it. But it was definitely a little odd considering all the injuries that one of the guys who probably has some of the most talent on the team was playing. He played, ended up playing what, like eight minutes. Yeah. Not like a he, ton. And
1: also interesting that he was the guy that got put out there in the empty net situation Correct. After getting bench, he still ended up playing 13 minutes in this game, but what you're referring to was in the third period, like there was just a time where he just got hemmed in the defensive zone, yeah. turnover after turnover. Like it, it was hard to argue with Bednar from what he was seeing from Newhook in this game. like this, this is probably one of the first games where I look at Newhook and just be like, he's just not playing well tonight. Because even last season, he didn't score a ton, but I came on here several times and was like, I like his game. Like, he's playing well. He's just not getting goals to go in at the moment, but he's playing smart defensively. And I feel like we just haven't gotten that yet this season. Like, he had the two great games in Finland, and then as Bednar said, he came back and has been a little quiet and yeah. maybe that sometimes like like you said this is still a young kid that's probably why he needs to go through stuff like this where he's just like you're playing like crap you gotta get benched because this, this is not cute anymore there is no Nazem Kadri there's not there's not even a second line right now you are the second line you have you are the quarterback of the second line you cannot be the guy that's just out there hoping for a puck to bounce right to you you've got to be the guy creating these things we're missing seven guys we lost Kadri and we lost berkey in the offseason right now you are the guy and if you can't be the guy someone else will get those minutes and dryden hunt he missed the two empty nets but he had the chances new hook can't say that hey everybody hope you've been enjoying this episode so far interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings sportsbook NFL Sundays are only getting better, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. And right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boosts with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. And All you got to do, go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, Place a same game parlay and combine it with multiple bets like which team will win, player props, and point totals. And with bigger payouts than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is my go to for betting on the NFL. And I know it is absolutely Christians as well. Trust me on that. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, and place a $5 pregame money line bet to get $200 in free bets if your team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, back to the episode. Correct.
0: And I don't think this is an indictment on new hook and that we need to like trade for a second line center immediately. Um, I do think that we're going to explore that. I, I think this is going to be... Um, a really big period for Alex Newhook because he has to prove that he can do something in this month that bow has gone and hopefully get some sort of forward momentum because you don't want to have to trade for a second line center at the deadline. But if you're going to pass up on a cup chance while you're waiting for Alex Newhook to vote, you can't do that. You just can't.
1: So- I, still, I still think they're going to trade for some kind of second line center at the deadline, yeah. unless Newhook just – overnight blossoms into a 30 goal guy even then i think they're done that's going to get a third line center so right. regardless i think they're they're going to explore it regardless yeah, but it's, to it's it, up but... to new Hook to earn those minutes post deadline
0: yeah and he's i i still think he all the talent in the world's there um he's gonna start scoring i still have hope for him that he's gonna turn it around uh, but this was not his best game. Just not a good game from Alex Newhook. But the guy who did play well, and he's been playing well ever since like week two of the season. Evan Rodriguez has been fucking awesome. Um, I've loved everything that Evan Rodriguez has done. He's like the opposite of Berkey where he almost shoots too much. Oh, like, yeah. That's abs- every time he gets lucky,
1: shoots. Always been Evan Rodriguez's problem, if you can even call it a problem. The guy just shoots. He had five shots in this game. And when we signed him, one of the main talking points was this guy just has such a low shooting percentage, but he takes so many shots, but he has good opportunities and he's very good at creating rebounds. And Bednar is trusting him a lot in these minutes. And you can't say he's not producing because even though he didn't pick up a point in this game, he's still proven to be a very important piece of this team, especially on the power play.
0: Yeah. With When Val went out, I was a little concerned, but the top power play has been functioning just as good, if not better, without Val. Um, And that's because Evan Rodriguez offers that possibility of just a wicked slap shot. Um, But he's been really good, dude. And the fact that he didn't get signed all the way until when we signed him in August... Yeah,
1: I, st- I still don't understand how that happened because like yeah. he, he's good and everyone acknowledged that he's good and took a massive step last season. Like, yeah, his scoring vendor in December was a little ridiculous. It's not like he stopped being an effective player post that. He was still very good and was very good in the playoffs for the Penguins against the Rangers. Just a really weird to see that guy of all people who is now on the defending champs being relied on for almost twenty minutes a game as a forward with all these injuries just didn't get signed. Yeah, it's still, I still don't get that.
0: Well, and it's you can say the same thing about uh, a guy like Sonny Milano. Like he's blossomed kind of in Washington and great. And you're
1: like, he's a weirdo. going to get
0: signed to a AHL deal.
1: Yeah, like like Sonny Milano's been ever since he got called up has been one of the Caps' best players. Yeah, and he and Milano got signed to a PTO in Calgary and got cut. And then when he got to Washington, he signed a two-way deal, started in the AHL, dominated, and now he's one of the best players there. And now you look at Evan Rodriguez, who, again, this one still doesn't make any sense. Because Rodriguez, it's not like he has like poor analytics or anything, or like doesn't pass the eye test. Everyone knows he's good. It's not like some secret that Evan Rodriguez is an effective player. We all knew that last season, yeah. and no other team wanted him. I think anaheim wanted him but he wanted they did to like that no was weekend. that was the rumor but you know i'm sure the avalanche had a contract tabled for him at, at that point yes. and so is was either do i want to go to the ducks or do i want to go to colorado, colorado. and potentially win a stanley cup
0: and then get a massive payday from some team
1: right so like, do i want to play with nathan mckinnon or do i want to play second fiddle to Trevor's egress
0: yeah on a bad team that plays yeah. at 8 p.m. at night every night so I, I I've really been impressed with Evan Rodriguez the The team in general I've been happy with uh, losses are going to happen um, I looking ahead to Thursday's game against the Hurricanes I think the Hurricanes are going to be a little bit uh, out for blood uh, because they frankly got dominated in that I mean they didn't get dominated, but the score says that they got dominated. Um and going to Carolina is always tough. It's a tough place to play. But if the Avs play like they did against the Blues, I think they have as good a chance to to win that game. I know uh do you think it's Ronta or the other guy's name I can't pronounce Blaine. Yeah, I mean he's coming off a shutout of Chicago on Monday night. So I I don't know. Um I think it's going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be a lot closer than it was in Colorado, but the way Georgiev is playing, like the Avs have the goaltending advantage. They still do. Um, and I, I really think that they're going to find a way to, they may not win the game, but I think they're going to make it competitive.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, we we just had this game and it was a fun game, a great defensive game where the Avs, I mean, it, they really just kind of pulled away at the end. I think the score is almost... Disingenuous. That was not a four to one hockey game. That was, that was rightly, probably more honestly a two one game because you had that first goal from Kale, kind of lucky, lucky. kind of lucky. Then you had the second one from Kale, a lot more real. The stall goal was a mistake from the Abs, and then you had the McKinnon goal. Ranton was in the empty net, kind of more two one when you really look at. It. I kind of expect the same thing. Carolina is a tough place to play because I think refs just get so scared playing in that crowd because they cannot call anything against the Hurricanes without hearing it all the time. So we'll see how that ends up going. But this is going to be another fun game. I I still believe this is the Stanley Cup final.
0: I don't know, man. Until someone beats Tampa, I'm not going to say anything.
1: I mean, I still think Tampa is good, but I've said it a million times. They've gone to the final three straight years. And their team, they're good. But another full season, and I don't think they're going to lose in the first round. I still think they're going to go to the conference final. They're going to run out of gas eventually. Eventually.
0: But until I see it, I can't pick against them. Um, But that's going to be a fun game. I'm looking forward to that one. And then Saturday, we play against the Stars?
1: The Capitals.
0: Oh, the Capitals. Oh, God. Tugging at your heartstrings.
1: Yes, my favorite time of year when these two teams play. I will say... The Avalanche are not going to lose this game. They're not. No. no.
0: I mean, the only way they lose it is if Darcy Kemper plays out of his mind, which, which is a real.
1: Which is real because he has done it. But yeah. it doesn't matter. It if does John work. If John Carlson plays, we're fine. The Abs are going to win that game. He scored tonight, man. Yeah. Now They're that man, made run. him. That made him even in that game. Uh,
0: yeah. He, no. I mean it's it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a fun one. Um. Like I said, I, I, I have a love-hate relationship with the East Coast start times because it is cool to be done with the game at like 8.30 and just like not have to worry about your whole night. But also at the same time, I don't get off of work till 6.30. So it's kind of like, well, what do we do here? But if they can go, I mean, if they can get three or four points in these two games, I'd be happy.
1: Yeah. I mean, Knowing we also- the
0: abs, they'll beat the Hurricanes and then lose in overtime to the Caps. that's just how it goes
1: for some reason the caps just randomly have the avalanches number but this caps team just a little bit of insight for you all they're they're not even as good as they were last year yeah they are very sloppy and very not detail oriented at the moment
0: it's almost like if they had Barry Trotz they may be better
1: you know and maybe they would because the one game they kicked ass was without Peter Laviolette who had he had COVID, and they stomped the Lightning. Laviolette comes back against the same Lightning team, and they got
0: killed. Dude, I was watching that game. I had bet on the Lightning because I was like, "There's no way they lose back-to-back
1: games to the Caps." The and Caps didn't head have head. a shot for the
0: first 19 minutes of the game. They did again. Crazy.
1: Yeah, and and yes, you heard that right. They did not have a shot. Yeah, first they were down four nothing at the end of the first period. minutes of the game.
0: It was first
1: 18 minutes of the game. And then they talk a massive game today about how they're so frustrated and how they're going to get it back. And they could not even get it going against the Panthers today.
0: It cracked me up like just an insight on me and Griffin's friendship and uh, uh, point in this where we are in this podcast history. I was watching the game and football was on and I just text you saying, "Um, are the Caps even going to try in this game? And you just said, Nah. That's all you said. I never get one more responses from you. And I was like, yeah, he's not handling this well.
1: (laughs) Oh, oh, I handle these games perfectly well. That was a cold calculated response of, no, they're not (laughs) going to try in this game. The Caps cannot hurt me anymore. They can't.
0: Uh, I know them. I
1: know them too well. I know what's going to happen. I know their tendencies. This team is not making the playoffs. It's not going to surprise me when they miss. I've already accepted this fact.
0: Oh, they're going to make it. And then they'll fucking lose in like game seven of the round one. And you'll be like, what the fuck happened? But
1: if if they make it, I will be genuinely surprised. Like, yeah. They are not put together at all. Oh, they, they're so hurt and everything. No one's saving this fucking team. This is not a, the abs have very few problems when they have injuries. I don't accept that excuse anymore because I see a competent team that is able to handle losing depth. And then you see the caps where it's like, I don't think Tom Wilson being back in the lineup is going to stop John Carlson from just throwing grenades at the net on the power play. That's still <laughs> going to happen. It's not going to stop.
0: Oh, it's funny, dude. But yeah, it's, it's going to be fun watching the abs. Um, you may go to the game. Maybe.
1: Probably not. No, well, I would. If you were
0: going to go to the game, you would definitely use SeatGeek, right? And no, use I, would, I, would code definitely,
1: I would definitely yeah. use SeatGeek. If I wasn't working two jobs in the same day. Then I probably would be going to the game, but if you are going to the game for a lot of my DMV listeners, which we have a surprisingly large amount of, you can use promo code Telltale it is on SeatGeek for twenty dollars off your first order of fifty dollars or more. Which is it's just free money because tickets are generally over fifty dollars anyway. So yeah. if you're going to a game, might as well get twenty bucks off. You could just get twenty bucks off, yeah. no strings attached. No strings and, attached, and, and it helps the show at the end yeah. of it.
0: And you can send pictures to Griffin and I, um, and be like, Hey, we're at the game. Thanks. And we appreciate that. But yeah, it's been, um, real deep dive into my personal life here. Um, I talked about a little bit on the other episode on Sunday, uh, about how (laughs) I've just, I've not had the same urgency to go to the games, um, because now I can watch them on TV and I've realized that I am just, uh, turning into an old man slowly before my eyes because um sitting on my couch just sounds more fun than being in the great environment that is ball arena so i gave away the tickets for monday uh me and my girlfriend were gonna go and then we both kind (laughs) of like sunday night we're like you know it's gonna be colder do you just want to like stay and watch here and she's like yeah i was like kind of do too so i i just realized i'm getting old and uh it's not against the abs for anything but I just, I'm just getting old. And I, I don't like driving down there as much as I used to. Like sitting in traffic is just not fun.
1: Well, I think also I had that same dip after the Caps won the cup in 2018. Yeah. But you also realize the regular season's just like, it's not the end of the world if I, if I don't. Because there used to be a point in time where it was just like, I need to go see this game against the Coyotes. Yep. It has to happen. I don't care. Like there was a point in time I was literally writing an essay in the car on the way there and then on the way back while I went and watched us lose to the Arizona coyotes like complete and utter waste of time
0: yeah it was like I've missed two good games like the hurricanes game was great um I would have loved to be there for that but I can just watch it at home now and for those of you who don't know haven't followed me I have the most like ultimate man cave setup where it's hard to leave my I have four tvs like I can watch so you've been in my man cave before
1: I've been in the man cave It's glorious. So I've I've not had the quad set up because we were very solely focused on correct. The blue series, but correct. But yeah, it's,
0: I just realized I'm getting old, man. I'm just, I'm almost 30. It's just, I'm old. Uh, And I know Steve and Jeff are probably listening to this. My seatmates being like, fuck this guy, man. He's not old.
1: He's fine. But uh, I, I I get what they're talking about because we've had conversations off air. Like, man, I went to the barber and I've been balding in the back I lost all of my hair. like two Yeah, months. no,
0: dude, like, it's like, bad, dude. She showed me. It's picture.
1: it's so bad. It's just so <laughs> bad. I do not have a top of my head anymore. Uh, it disappeared in like six months, dude. Yeah. I'm no, and I lost it when that I was way. 19. I'm heading that way,
0: man. But, oh, you're uh,
1: heading that way. You're also like six years ahead of me.
0: But yeah, it's, uh, it, it's a good time. I, I say that now and I'll probably still end up going to like 30 games. But like at this time last year, I... I think I went to 38 of the 41. Like, I'll still go to, like, 25, 30 of them, but for me, that's taking a step back.
1: So... Well, we're just uh, just saving our energy for the playoffs.
0: Correct. Like, I am not missing a playoff game no matter what. Um, And I'm really, really excited for the rest of this year. Uh, I think the Abs have a really good team, as we all expected, and they're going to be fine. And it sucks having to come on and do these episodes, but I really just, like...
1: I mean, I don't know, man. I thought this episode was kind of fun. It was fun, but, like,
0: it's what we talked about at the beginning of the season where it's like, oh, we lost. Should I care? Like, how how much should I care about losing this game? Um, And it's just when you're this good of a team, like, I imagine this is kind of what Lightning's fans go through. This is what – I wouldn't say, like, Bruins fans are going through, but – I don't know. Bruins
1: fans, they haven't won in a decade, and it's Boston. They're just kind of, you know.
0: Yeah, they're kind of surly.
1: But, like, Tampa feels this
0: way. I bet you the Rangers kind of feel this way this year. Um, they absolutely do not. Yeah, they're kind of freaking out. Yeah. Um, I guess it's really like the abs and the lightning both are just kind of, yeah, we proved we can do this. Like
1: it like really is. all We're... their
0: series on the road. Like home ice doesn't matter to the abs in the playoffs. Like,
1: yeah. And the light, the lightning have started all of their last like several series on the road. Have they Correct. started a series at home in their, the last two runs like outside of the bubble? I think they started the Montreal one at home, didn't they? They did. Well, Montreal was literally the last seed. Yeah. So,
0: and then who'd they beat in the?
1: No, wait, no, they had two in a row because if the so Florida on the road, correct. Carolina Carolina on the road, road, Islanders at home, Montreal at home, and then the next four were all on the road next year. Correct. So
0: correct. It it took
1: the lowest seeds in each conference for to advance for them to finally have home ice. Yes. So I'm I'm really not like super worried about this. Um, And even like let's just say worst case scenario, we finish like second. I can't see us finishing lower than second in the Central, even even in if we have these injuries for the rest of the season. I still can't see that happening. In the second round, we go play in Dallas. Like I'm just
0: Dallas is kind of our nightmare spot. But uh, well, I
1: mean, yeah, but it's just like I don't know. Is it going to make that big a difference? No. Honestly, I, don't think I, think, so. I think the team likes that, honestly. I think they would honestly prefer that sometimes.
0: Oh, all the pressure's off you if you're not playing at home.
1: Yeah. I think like, I think they like playing on the road sometimes, especially in the playoffs. We saw that last year. They did not lose a road game until game three or – yeah, Game three, three of the, the final. Cup final.
0: Yep. Like, they're just rock solid, and they're only going to get better. Um, it's just those – I mean, I, I know it's not, like, early in the season anymore, but it's still early in the season, like – we're not even – I think we're barely 20 games in. We're not even 20 games in. Yeah, I think we're, we're – We're at 18, I think.
1: Yeah, 14. I think, we I played think, 14 games. We are and, at 14 games, yes. Yeah,
0: and it took a Jordan Bennington standing on his head performance to,
1: yeah. <laughs> to beat Jordan. Consistent. Jordan Bennington making 45 saves. We're missing seven players and a lucky goal for the Blues and completely whiffing on a six-on-three to lose by one. Yeah. yeah, like this team's gonna be just fine. Um, I,
0: I feel like I said we've been saying this past couple. Of, this season is just a microcosm of what last season was. It's like the exact same thing.
1: Yeah, except it's um, we already know what's gonna happen. I mean, look, this Blues game was so similar to the first Blues game from yeah. last year. The only difference is that that was the second game of the year last year, but. It was almost the same thing again. It like came down to the final second. We're missing a ton of players. Only the difference is this time we had our stars. We were missing all of our stars last yep. time and had all of our depth. Now we have no depth in all stars. And it was the same kind of thing. We just barely couldn't get that next goal.
0: Well, in that one, they did score the goal. But remember, Joe's kicked it oh, in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Speaking sure. of Tyson Joe's, did you read that article? They're thinking about waving him.
1: I did not you see noticed? waving him.
0: Yeah. It was, it was what uh, I, I, Russo had tweeted it out in his story that he, he's being considered being waived, which
1: wow. I don't, I'm
0: sure some team would claim him.
1: Oh, someone will claim him. First. Yeah. I do not doubt that for a second, but I, do you I, think, actually, I don't know, would they?
0: I mean, I think some team like Tampa or Colorado at like the very end could claim him because he doesn't need to come in and play big minutes. He could just be a, like, he's proven that he's a good, like fourth liner. Um, he's never going to reach that top 10 potential, which happens, but I think if he wasn't making so much money, I wouldn't be shocked if the apps put a claim in for him if he were to get waived because he knows the system, you could just plug him in as that fourth line player. Um, and it would just be a full circle moment for him to come back. It would be very funny.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, there would still be the issue of cap space. Unfortunately. Yeah.
0: That's what, cause he's making what, like 1.8 million, I think is what he
1: makes i can't even find him on he makes two million yeah like, he's he got a, a guy pretty guy with, good
0: deal out of that man like that's a pretty good contract his agent yeah. of
1: for a guy with three assists and a minus four that's a lot of money yeah so
0: right that well i mean he's been healthy scratched a ton in minnesota this year
1: two games uh, in a row
0: yeah so i'm hoping the best for Josty. i I want with all my heart for him to get out of Minnesota so I can go back to cheering for him. You know,
1: and maybe this is the best case scenario that we were hoping for when this trade happened last season is he doesn't work in Minnesota and he goes somewhere like Anaheim or something and just becomes like a middle-of-the-road journeyman and we never have to see him in a wild jersey again. Correct. I'd hope for that. And then fucking
0: Nico Sturm has turned
1: into fucking... Who like, the hell is this guy? Yeah. Like, he's like, where was this like all last six year? goals? Dude.
0: He's playing great hockey. He's living up to that like two million dollars he got.
1: Yeah, I'm so, trying to find a, trying to find him right now. You got yeah, he got a three year deal at two million dollars per. He's got six goals right now.
0: Yeah. He's That's been
1: unbelievable. Cool. He
0: scored zero with the ads.
1: Yeah. He healthy he's got, he's got double year. the goals that he had points. Yeah. Like he's
0: he's been fantastic with us. So good for Nico Sturm, man. Good for you, dude. You're just riding high on a terrible yeah, sandwich. He, he
1: signed that three year contract too early. He should have held out.
0: <laughs> but I mean, good for Nico Sturm. And it's just been uh it's funny to see that because it's like this dude could not score for the Avs. He just could not score. And literally
1: every goal he scored got taken away and given to someone else. Yeah, like it's just it's funny to see him
0: scoring. You know, he's probably gonna end the year with like nine, right?
1: Oh, yeah. He might scored one goal the rest of the season, but it's also very funny that he had, including playoffs, he had five points with the Avs, all assists, and he had right now has six goals with the Sharks.
0: So good for Nico Sturm, man. Proud of you. I think retroactively we won that trade even more because Nico Sturm... Uh, is now producing with
1: like the pro the the talent was there. We just. I mean, played. we Let's we won again. the trade when we won the cup. In yeah, my, in my humble opinion, but yeah. So it's it's, it's funny to see him
0: doing that. But what are you thinking? Final score prediction for uh Thursday against the Hurricanes.
1: as You know, I think it's going to be a fun game, but being in Carolina does kind of sway me in the Hurricanes' favor. Plus, we did just beat them. Yep. I just have a hard time seeing sweeps against teams that good. I think it goes to overtime, and the Hurricanes win it four to three in overtime because we simply cannot play four on or three on three in overtime. If McKinnon and Rantanen hit the ice, it the game will be over within ten seconds. That's my yeah. Um, I'm gonna say Abs lose
0: four to two. I think it's three two, and the Carolina gets an empty netter.
1: Yeah. Um, so on the positive swing, though, before we end this on loss predictions, yep, the avalanche are going to crush the Capitals. In See,
0: I don't think they're going to crush them. I think Kemper keeps them in that game.
1: Okay, um, fine. I'll, I'll subtract one for two abs.
0: I think it's going to be like a 1-1 game going into the third period, and then the abs are kind of going to bust through, and I think they win 4-1. But I think Darcy's going to stand on his head for a majority of the game. Kind you of like he did to us. know, he here, the
1: here's how this is going to go: the Abs are going to jump out to a three nothing lead. The Caps are going to make it three to two in the third period, and we're going to have an empty netter put it away.
0: I don't hate that; it's definitely a possibility because the Caps just love playing from behind.
1: They so do. It's all they I, do.
0: It's all they do. I think they win that game on Saturday. And like I said, if you can somehow finagle three or four points out of these two games, I think you're walking away with a very happy, yeah, happy
1: team. The game I care about is on Monday against Dallas, which we'll talk about more next episode. Even if you lose these two games against Carolina and Washington, if you beat Dallas, I'd forgive it.
0: Correct. Dallas is playing good hockey um, and it's going to be fun. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, That Buffalo game later on in the first day of December is not looking as exciting because Buffalo's back to being Buffalo,
1: but um, yeah, you got to go breaking my heart like that. They they've lost six in a row. (laughs)
0: Yeah, we, talk,
1: we talked about them and they immediately tanked. Correct.
0: Maybe we just jinxed them. So yeah. Buffalo, you suck. Um, And I hope you continue to suck. I don't really mean that, but
1: um, <laughs> maybe maybe just a little bit for Connor Bedard. But yeah,
0: maybe just a little bit, but it's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be both. fun because we only have we, we have next week where we have four games. And then literally in December, like we've talked about, we have a game every other day.
1: Oh yeah, like the the break between Dallas and Winnipeg is the last two day break we get until fucking Christmas. Yeah. So
0: it's gonna be fun. A lot of hockey, a lot of Eastern Conference teams, like we said. Dude, why are they playing that Philadelphia game at why is that a nationally televised game? Why?
1: For wait, what which one? Us? Uh
0: Philadelphia won on the thirteenth. Why is that a nationally televised game?
1: I don't know, man. Philly, Philly just has a ton of national games for some reason. It, I think it's just – well, you saw the clip of John Tortorella today going, we suck. Yeah. Like they, they they do that specifically so they can be like, hey, coach, what would you think of that goal? We suck. We don't back check. We need a better four check. Goodbye. And it gets a million views. That's yep. why they do it.
0: That's why they do it. But like fucking – Carter Hart's been fucking awesome. I'm glad yeah. Carter Hart's bouncing back because he's a good goalie and I feel like he's kind of gotten the raw end of a deal, but – We'll talk about that one more in the future, but yeah, I I think the abs are going to finish the week on a win. And then that Monday game, like you said against Dallas is going to be a hell of a game. That's going to be a fun
1: one. (laughs) That's that's Uh, the game I'm looking forward to the most out of this, this whole stretch. I mean, we got. go ahead.
0: I didn't even realize we get a black Friday game at noon. Let's fucking go against Nashville on the road.
1: Yeah. I didn't even realize that.
0: That is going to be either a fantastic game or the most boring game of hockey all time, because you're playing at noon. Like the matinee games are tough.
1: Yeah, the uh, the abs, they are a mixed bag at afternoon games, especially the day, after, the day after Thanksgiving too. That might be that might that might be a rough game, and then you have yeah. Dallas the next night. That's why I'm saying please beat Dallas on the 21st because yeah. that back to back after Thanksgiving might. Be, t- are they even gonna have. Think they play at noon. Are they even gonna have Thanksgiving? <laughs> I think they can, but like that's the thing, that's gonna be tough. That's gonna,
0: and you play Vancouver the night before at 8 yeah. p.m. So, thanks, schedulers. But, um, it's gonna be fun. I mean, I, we just need Val back, man. I, oh, I, I Landy, I can live without for a little bit because I've just gotten kind of used to it. But Val, I just miss watching Val play hockey, man. He's just it's he's just so, it's just so fun, fun, fun to watch.
1: talk about because he's yeah. so much better than everybody. Yeah, he's he lives for those
0: games like they played against Carolina and St. Louis. Like, you know, he would have scored last night. Against oh, yeah.
1: If Val plays, I believe we win that game in, in regulation because yeah. he has two goals. Yeah. So we need Val
0: back. I mean, we're probably we're like a what week and a half in since he got surgery.
1: Yeah. Early, weeks. early December. Like yeah. when we'll see him back. I mean, that's that's when we're going to need him.
0: If he can come back for that Boston game, fuck, that'd be sick. Yeah,
1: those Boston games are gonna be fun. Not if we're hurt, though.
0: Yeah, but overall, man, I'm not freaking out. We battled through some injuries in this podcast. I'm banged up. You're not banged up, which is a. rare. I've I've just been
1: randomly bleeding from my (laughs) nose random points today for some reason. Like just like an hour before the show started, I had like the worst nosebleed I've had in like a decade. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's just a maybe it's just a curse by association sometimes. Correct.
0: Correct. But um, I'm looking forward to the games on Thursday. I hope you're all looking forward to the games on Thursday. Um, and we're, then it's Saturday, done. you're dreading. I know you're dreading yeah. Saturday, but I'm looking forward to Saturday. Yeah,
1: I'm looking forward to it as a fan of hockey and also accepting the fact that the Avalanche are probably going to walk all over them. Yeah, you hope. You hope. Yeah. I'm but, well. I'm, I'm accepting the fact that that is my expectation for the game, <laughs> and also it's just like with that. Like I believe the Caps are going to miss the playoffs, so I'm just, I'm just not concerned about points at the moment for them. Fair, an, an overtime game, best case scenario. They actually, I you know what? I really want to see it because they're the worst fucking teams I've ever seen. They both offense. are. Oh, You're no. not a fan of good overtime teams. No, I'm not. The Caps are worse somehow. You guys have not seen it, but these guys are incompetent in overtime. <laughs> we think the abs are bad at three-on-three. Three. At least they have talent and Correct. speed. Correct. But
0: we'll have fun with it, but uh, I got nothing else, man.
1: Yeah, I think we're all set for this one. We don't have to do the geek thing because we just randomly did that halfway through the episode. But I think we should be all good for this episode. Uh, we still sell shirts if anyone wants to buy them. Chris, I believe Christian just has some extras. Correct. On. If you want please to please buy them, please, please.
0: I just want please, to get rid of
1: them. Please buy our shirts. We are desperate.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't say desperate, <laughs> but it would really help because I, I, they're taking up space in my basement and I just need to sell them.
1: Please do Christian a favor and get this stuff out of his house before his girlfriend gets mad at him. Correct. That is, please that is you. our death. That is our plea. That is our desperation. So you can get those at Denver nosebleeds.com. We're brainstorming some stuff. Right now, I'll say that much. We're brainstorming. We're thinking of some things. We're going in, in MS Paint and doing a little.
0: If there was no copyright, I would just make an ABS logo right now with a Band-Aid over it. But you can't do that because that's that's copyright. Yeah, Like, that'd be funny.
1: That just gave me some ideas, but we'll talk more about that yeah. later. Still. <laughs> We'll save all that for off the air because I don't want to spoil all of our designs off the cuff. But you can get those at denvernosebleeds.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at GYoungsNHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore Belay, And you can follow the show at Tell It, abs it Is. But again, thank you all so very much for tuning in. We will be back on Sunday talking about the abs two games against the Carolina Hurricanes and the Washington Capitals. But until then, we will catch you all next time. And let's go abs.